You're listening to The Vine Podcast, episode 37. Have you ever needed new headshots and you didn't know where to start? Even as a food blogger, having brand photos is so important and will give you tons of resources to share with your audience. In today's episode, I'm sharing a behind-the-scenes look at my most recent brand photo shoot and sharing some tips on how you can plan a brand photo shoot, whether you're using a photographer to do that or you're doing it on your own at home. Stay tuned. You love the time you get to spend creating content on your blog and connecting with your audience, but building a brand and working on your website, that's where it can feel overwhelming. With all of the lists out there of everything that you should do, sometimes you just feel like giving up. But friends, there's a better way. When you spend time strategically thinking about your blog, you'll discover what is essential to build a successful and sustainable business and what's not. I'm your host, Madison Weatherill, a WordPress web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers. I'm here to help you think strategically about the brand you're building, connect with your ideal audience, and ultimately convert them into raving fans, the ones who actually make your recipes, interact with you, and make this whole food blogging journey worth it. It's time to design a business you love and remember why you started a blog in the first place. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode. This episode is going to be a really fun one and kind of a different topic than some things that I normally cover, but I've actually been wanting to cover this topic on the podcast for quite a while now. I literally just finished up doing a brand photo shoot today actually, and I shared a behind the scenes photo of it on Instagram and instantly had people asking questions and wanting to learn more about what that looked like. So I wanted to give you some tips today on why brand photos are really important for any business, but even as a food blogger, there is so much value in having branded and professionally done photos that you can use on your blog. If you are brand new to the podcast or you haven't listened to a lot of episodes before, I really just want to welcome you and say thank you so much for spending time with me today listening to this episode. My name is Madison Weatherill and I am a branding strategist and web designer. My business is Grace and Vine Studios and it is a studio that has been specifically built for food bloggers over the last five years. And this topic of brand photography may seem a little bit out of place when I say that I'm a web designer, but over the years of working with clients in many different industries, but especially lately with working with food bloggers, I found that the food bloggers who have professionally done and beautiful photos are going to make their website experience a lot richer and have a lot more content that they feel comfortable sharing. I think a lot of the time food bloggers get stuck in just sharing the content that they create for their blog and not having as many photos that are not the stylized photos that are sharing a recipe. And so brand photos can really give you something to share that is not promotional in nature. I think it's sometimes hard to figure out what to say with those types of photos, but when you get more comfortable with sharing photos that are not the end product of a recipe, you'll start to figure out ways that you can incorporate your brand messaging and use these brand photos or just photos that are not your normal photos that you would put on a blog post. So why should you have brand photos even if you are a food blogger who obviously has a lot of content and photos that you can share? I think the place that we think about using these photos the most often is on Instagram. And so for a food blogger, you're going to have hundreds if not thousands of photos that you could share on Instagram. But having brand photos can really give you content to share that is not just that finished recipe photo. It can give you a space to really share your beliefs, your values, and why 
why you do what you do with your audience. It can build trust with your audience because they will actually see your face and be able to recognize you and connect with you on a deeper level. And finally, it gives you great photos that you can use on your website. So there's a few places that you might use these photos, your homepage, your about page, having a headshot on your sidebar. But even if you have brand photos, you may find that you can end up using those in blog posts that may not be specifically a recipe, but maybe they're more of a how-to type of post that doesn't specifically just lead to a recipe card. And so when you plan these photos well, you will be able to use these up to years. The last brand photo shoot that I did was actually three years ago and I did it with a friend of mine who is a photographer and we spent a lot longer than I think most people would spend doing brand photography in one session but we were able to have about three if not four different outfits and locations that we shot at which has given me literally hundreds of photos to use over the last few years and the only reason that I started to feel like I wanted to do some new brand photos photos was that some of the interests and direction of my business has changed in the last three years. For example, this podcast was not around, so I have struggled with not having photos that represent the podcast, and I found myself leaning on stock photography a lot instead of having my own branded stock photography that I have paid for from a brand photographer to use. And so I really started to feel like I wanted to do new brand photos and just to have some fresh content to share because I found myself using the same images over and over again. So if you already know that you want to do brand photos soon, maybe you already have a photographer scheduled to do them, this episode is going to give you some ideas on how you can plan for your photo shoot. And I'm also going to give a section of tips at the end for if you are trying to do a DIY photo shoot for yourself at home. Or maybe you are partnering with a friend to take some photos of each other. It'll give you some things to think about to make it more of a professional experience, even if you're not hiring a professional photographer. So the very first thing that you want to do when you start thinking about wanting to do a brand photo shoot is to make a Pinterest board. Now I know this is a big thing for a lot of photographers and when I asked my photographer if I could do that for our photo shoot, she said that that was always her first step anyway. So when you look at creating a Pinterest board, you want to really look at finding other brand images that you really like. You want to find a mix of images that are more of the headshot where the person's face is in it and they're maybe looking at the camera and smiling. And you also want to find more action shots. So things where you can see their hands doing something, whether that's typing on a keyboard or cooking in the kitchen, different action shots are going to add interest and give you more ways that you can use that photo than maybe just a headshot of yourself smiling. The really nice thing about building a Pinterest board is that once you get enough images on the Pinterest board, you're going to start getting suggestions of more content to add to that board. And so this is sort of how I like to build out a board. I will first use a keyword and search in Pinterest to find brand photos in this case. And then as Pinterest figures out what this board is for, they're going to start suggesting other content or my feed, my homepage feed is going to adjust to have more of this content and then I can find more interesting photos. And so as you're building out this Pinterest board, you want to look for a couple of things. 
pay attention to where these photos are taking place. For example, if you're pinning a ton of photos that are in a kitchen, you know that you're going to probably want to take photos in your kitchen. Maybe you already know that before you start this Pinterest board, and so you really focus in on the specific styling of the kitchen or the specific actions that someone is taking while they're in their kitchen for these photos. But maybe you are noticing that a lot of your photos are in a coffee shop, and so you want to make sure that you pay attention to what those locations look like because that is basically what you're designing these photos to look like and what background you want to have. So once you figure out what location you want to have these photos at, you want to start paying attention to the lighting. Now if you are working with a photographer, they may have specific times of day that they work or specific recommendations for this. So this is especially if you are wanting to do it by yourself or if you're wanting to trade with a friend and exchange photos. You're going to want to pay attention to when the lighting is best in that space. So for example, my photos, we did a lot of them in my kitchen and a lot of them in my office. Now, both of those locations in my house have light pretty much all day long. And so we didn't really have to worry too much about the light, but depending on where you're shooting, you might not have light at certain time of the day. And especially if you're doing this on your own, but even if you're hiring a photographer to do it, you want to make sure that you do it when the lighting is best because you don't want to have to fight with bad lighting for your photos. The next thing I want you to do is to think through your goals for these photos. So this is a question that my photographer asked me to think through and I'll put her link in the show notes in case anyone happens to be in Arizona and is looking for a brand photographer. Her name is Ashley Freehan and she asked me what types of things I have coming up in the next few months so that we could think through what type of content I might need to share. Now for food bloggers, this is going to be a little bit different, but you can think through what holidays might be coming up and images that you might want to share for those. Or you can think about if you're launching a product or a cookbook. Even just thinking through what type of content you might want to share on Instagram over the next 30 to 90 days will help you to figure out what kinds of images you want to plan. For example, if you are shooting these photos before the summer, you're not going to be probably bundled up in a sweater and looking over a bowl of soup. You're probably going to have clothing that is more reflective of it being summer, and maybe you're going to have some fruit in the photos or something that feels very light and summering. So when you are prepping for your photo shoot, when you've already set a date, you know where you're going to be, you want to start thinking through what props you're going to want to have. So this can be a combination of things like the props that you would use to style your photographs for your blog. And it can also be things like having flowers in your kitchen or having a loaf of bread sitting on a cutting board. Things like that are going to add some visual interest to the photos. If you're going to be in your office, you might want to have stacks of books sitting on a bookshelf or maybe you want to bring in a plant from another part of your house into that office in order to brighten the space and give it some texture and variety. When you're planning all of this out, make sure that you are referencing your Pinterest board to get inspiration and get ideas. I found that it was better for us to have more options than we needed than not enough. And so we had a ton of props ready to go in case we needed to switch things up. But some of them we didn't end up using. They just ended up being in the background of photos or they just weren't a part of the photos at all. And that is totally okay. 
It's also really helpful to think through whether or not you want these photos to be really professional looking or if you want them to be more casual. I have found that having a mix of casual and more dressy and professional is really nice to have, again, to have some variety of headshots or just photos to share on Instagram. For you, you might think through locations that you might work. So for me, we did a couple of photos where I was sitting on the couch reading cookbooks or looking at my laptop like I was working. You want to think through areas that you would normally be in and places that might just add some variety and interest to what your audience is looking at. You want to think through what your audience might want to know about you and how they might connect with you. When you're thinking through the actual food that you might want to have in the photos, you want to think about stuff that you can make ahead or that you can buy from the store. So if you want photos of you making food, make sure it's really simple or just fake it for photos. We took a lot of photos of me baking, but really all I was doing was stirring flour. We weren't really actually baking anything because that would take way too much time. We just staged it so that it looked like I was making food or making muffins, even though there wasn't an end product that came from that. But I also went to a bakery and picked up some desserts from that. And then I also had a loaf of bread on a cutting board that was sitting next to a bottle of wine and two empty glasses. So those props were ready for us to grab if we wanted to use them, but they ended up just being in the back of the photos and adding some visual interest. But the important thing is that I didn't spend the time making all of these desserts or making that a part of the photo shoot. I just had them ready to go and that made it a lot easier and a lot more stress-free for me. Okay, so you also want to lay out any sort of different linens that you might want to have, any extra coffee mugs, or any accessories that you're going to want to switch in and out of. So for me, I had about four different coffee mugs ready to go in case we needed something with a different color scheme or something like that for the photos. And every time we switched locations or kind of switched the scene, I would try to switch up what I was drinking from or what clothing I was wearing just to make the photos feel like they were maybe taken at all different times, even though they were all taken in one sitting. You want to go ahead and lay your outfits out ahead of time. So your bottom half is probably not going to be shown as much in photos. So if you have a favorite pair of jeans that you want to wear with all different tops, that's totally fine. In my case, I had a couple of different pairs of pants laid out in case I felt like switching, but I ended up just wearing my favorite jeans the whole time and just switching my top out. You want to also set out accessories ahead of time, so things like earrings or necklaces or any type of additional accessories that you would normally wear like a scarf or a hat. You want to have those ready to go so that you can just add them to your outfit. Again, this is going to add visual interest and it's going to make the photos be a little bit more branded and professional than just some of the casual ones might be. If you wear glasses or even if you wear the blue light blocking glasses, you can also have those in the photos or you can actually wear them in the photos as well. So the last little tip about sort of planning ahead for this photo shoot is to really think about what makes you unique. Now, this one was so hard for me when my photographer asked me for this because I tend to feel like I'm just very plain Jane. I don't have a lot of things that I think make me like super quirky. But as we started to think through things, we did come up with a couple of things that we incorporated into the photos. And this, again, is just going to add that visual interest, but it's also going to give your audience a chance to connect with you. We actually forgot to take this photo, but we had joked about taking some photos where my chapstick was in the photo because I would never be caught without chapstick on me, basically. And I always have it in my pocket or it's always in my car. And so 
adding that into the photos would have been a really cute personal touch that would show that these photos are custom branded photos and not just stylized stock photos. But some other things that we had in my photos were my iPad with my Apple Pencil that I use for taking notes on client calls and um, brainstorming and just sketching logos and things like that. We also had some business books that I like to read. So we took some shots of me sitting in a chair and reading those books. So for you, you might think about what are those quirky things that you like to do or what is the way that you like to spend a Saturday afternoon when you don't have anything else to do? See if you can incorporate some of those types of photos into the brand photo shoot because this is going to really help your audience to connect more with you on a level that isn't specifically related to just the recipes that you share. But you can use things like cookbooks or cooking recipes that maybe you don't share on the blog a lot, but they're the type of recipes that you make all the time when you're at home or just need something to do for fun. You also want to think through the color palette that you want your photos to be. And this is something that the photographer can help you with too. But for me, my brand photos are sort of like a mint blue and green and gray And we ended up incorporating kind of some fun green and black photos because I had a lot of plants that I wanted to incorporate into the photos. And so you can think through what you want your color palette to be. And when you're planning a brand photo shoot, really think about your website as well, because the worst thing that you could do is have these professional brand photos that you love that completely clash with the photos on your website, because the whole purpose of these photos is to be able to use them in a lot of places. And so if your brand colors are peach and orange, don't wear a dark green shirt that is going to clash with those colors. You want to make sure that everything is going to go well together. And even when you're thinking about the different outfits that you're going to have for the photos, think about how those photos might look if they are in your Instagram feed as you scroll. So unless you're going to have your feed be very colorful and you really want to vary up what you're wearing, that's totally fine. But if you are sticking to more of a neutral color palette or something that is a more simplified color palette, you want to make sure that all of the colors you're wearing are pretty cohesive. Okay, so if you are hiring a photographer, here are a few quick tips for what to look for. You want to make sure that you look at their portfolio and really look at the lighting style and the styling of people that they do and make sure that it's in line with what you're looking for. So maybe refer back to that Pinterest board that you built and make sure that this photographer has those styles of photos. Not to say that you can't have a photographer who goes away from their normal style, but in general, photographers are going to curate their portfolio to reflect their normal style of photography. And so if you're looking for something that's totally different, you may want to find a different photographer. Really look through the creative action shots that they do and They might not incorporate those into their portfolio, but check their Instagram feeds and see what they share on there because that will probably give you a more varied look at their work. Then you want to make sure that you ask how many photos you're going to get and you want to make sure that you're getting the digital copies of these photos. Most photographers do this these days, but you want to make sure that you are not going to be limited by what package you choose because you do want to have these digital images to be able to use. Most photographers are going to give you the rights to those photos to be able to use them, but that's also something you want to double check. You want to ask how many outfit changes you're allowed to have or how many locations you're going to shoot at. And finally, how long the session is going to be. You may want to just talk to the photographer about how much time they think that they will need based on some of your ideas. And every photographer shoots a little bit differently. Some of them shoot really fast and they'll shoot a lot of photos really quickly. And others are going to take more time to set up a scene and take more stylized photos. 
And last tip with working with a photographer is to share your ideas with them, but also be willing to let them do their own job. Make sure that you are letting them show their expertise and use that in styling and figuring out ideas for the photo shoot. But it's helpful to have some ideas of things that you know you want to have. And one thing that my photographer mentioned to me was to make sure to prioritize the types of photos that I wanted. So for me, I knew that I had a lot of photos of me working at my computer or in my office. And so I really wanted to focus focus on the photos that didn't show me working in my office. So we took some photos of me looking through cookbooks or cooking and also being kind of behind my mic so I could have some podcast photos to use as well. So a few quick tips for doing a brand photo shoot at home. So this is going to be if maybe you are setting up your tripod to take these photos yourself or maybe you have a friend that you guys can trade off taking photos for each other. You want to follow the same process that I mentioned earlier for planning your photo shoot, but it's going to be a little bit different if you're doing it yourself. So you want to give yourself a lot of time. You want to make sure that you're not trying to squeeze these photos in into 30 minutes unless you're really only looking for one or two. But if you're trying to make this a true brand photo shoot, then I would give yourself a few hours to work with. Make sure that you are really hyper aware of your surroundings. This is something that a photographer is going to do when they are shooting, but since you don't have that photographer, make sure to look for things that are out of place and make sure to remove those from the photos to begin with. The last thing you want is to have to Photoshop them out. So make sure that you really set up the scene in a way where you know everything that's in it is stuff that you want in your photos. Be sure to look at the photos as you go. So maybe take a couple of photos first and then check out the photo to see how it's looking. See how your pose looks. Maybe make sure that your hair is laying the right way on your back or that your clothing is sitting correctly because I have found that sometimes when we don't look at those things, you'll look back at the photos and realize that you didn't like the way that your shirt was laying on you or that your hair was being crazy and all over the place, which definitely happens to me a lot. You may also, if you're going to do this on your own, you definitely are going to need a tripod and even having a remote shutter can be super helpful because you definitely can set the timer and then run over to wherever it is that you need to be, but buying a really cheap remote shutter can solve that problem for you and make it a lot more efficient to take your own photos. You want to make sure that you vary the way that your hair is, the way that you're smiling, or how your body is positioned. So you might be sitting, but you cross your legs for some photos. Then maybe you tuck one foot under your other leg for some other photos. Maybe you have some photos where you're standing and leaning over the counter. You want to just try to switch up your position quite often. My photographer actually had a trick where she set a five minute timer to remind her to switch what we were doing. So we would take photos for about five minutes, then switch out either the props or the coffee mug or how I was sitting or what I was doing. The other tip that I want to give you is that once you have a scene set up, make sure that you're taking photos of the actual scene or the objects in the scene and not just of yourself. So this is something that I feel like has really helped me with having content to share on Instagram is not always having photos of just myself, but having photos of maybe my hands doing something or just different objects that kind of add that variety to my feed so that I don't feel like it's super promotional all the time. So for you as a food blogger, you want to make sure that with having these brand photos that you're using them on Instagram in your feed and you can even use them on stories too. But especially on your feed, it's really good to make sure that in at least your last nine photos, so like your main grid, that you have your face in it at least once. And so taking these brand photos is going to give you the options to be able to do that without feeling like you're sharing your same headshot every single time. So I hope today's episode was interesting and gives you some ideas for why brand photography is really important and how you can go about 
planning and scheduling a brand photo shoot for your blog. Brand photos are kind of one of those things that I think people don't think about needing until they need them. And I have just gotten into a rhythm of being able to use these photos on my feed, especially now that I'm not shooting photos constantly for my blog. I'm finding that I need photos more often in order to feel creative enough to share something on Instagram, but also just having the consistent content and not having that roadblock of needing to stop and take a photo in order to be able to post that on my feed. If you enjoyed this episode, I would actually really love for you to either DM me on Instagram at Grace and Vine or to take a screenshot of this episode and share it to your stories. I'm always really curious to hear how you guys like these episodes since they're kind of a different topic, Uh, but I hope that this episode was really interesting and will give you some creative ideas for your next brand photo shoot. And once you go ahead and take action on this episode by doing a photo shoot, whether that's on your own or with a photographer, I would love to see the photos. I find that stuff so fascinating and I would love to see what you were able to come up with. All right, friends, that is all for today. I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.